Father Father God, the war is on. Father God, we thank you that you are in control. We thank you that thy will be done, O God, on earth in and through us, even as it's being done and declared in heaven at this very moment, even as you sit upon the throne, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and that you bring your, your truth, your principles, your salvation to this earth, even now through the events that are being staged and set up on the earth. I thank you, Jesus, that you did come. You came. You passed the test. You gave your life. You gave us salvation. You gave us eternal life through your sacrifice. And you also gave us power over all the power of the enemy. Let us not forget that. You said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Ask what you will, and it will be given to you. Lord, we are at your mercy, which is a good place to be, because you are a merciful God. And we thank you, Lord God. We take authority now over the powers of darkness that rage against the human population of earth to try to divide us and destroy us, Father. Give mercy to your people, shelter, protection, deliverance, shielding, Father God, that they will not be swept up by the lies of the enemy and deceived anymore, but that this will be an opportunity for them to come to the place of revelation, surrender, and salvation, surrendering to you. And I thank you, Jesus, that you protect us. You said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And so we're asking today again for that divine covering over all of us, over our families, those who work for us, pray for us, love us, and have come to us for help, those who are listening today, that you'd open our ears to hear and our eyes to see and our hearts to understand what's really going on here, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're talking today about which war. Is which this? Which war is this? I mean, with all this conflict in uh, uh, Israel, Gaza, all that, which war? You know, uh, Jesus spoke that one of the characteristics of the last days would be wars and rumors of wars. And he says um, in Matthew 24, verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So that this has been the pattern really all through human history. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you, you read uh, Old Testament um, and uh, mm-hmm. also our experience, say, in the last just few hundred years, we've seen how many more? Well, World War One and Two. In World the last War I and two, we had the Korean War, we had Vietnam War, we had all these other skirmishes, police yeah. actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but here we are now, and, and people are talking about could what's going on now in the Middle East be leading to World War III, but which, which war is this that we're, we, we could be seeing the beginnings of? Well, we have at least, I counted at least six or seven um, references to various wars in the Bible, and we're going to cover a few of them today. Uh, the most prominent one, and the one that seems to be right now um, on the forefront is, to me anyway, is Ezekiel 39. 
It's the chapter where Gog and Magog come down against Israel. And for just a summary, what happens is God puts a hook in the jaw of Magog, Gog and Magog, which are representing of several nations, not just one, uh, and bringing them, drawing them into into Israel and, and, and setting them up, actually, so that he can actually destroy them and prove to the nations of the earth that he is God. That's one of the wars. Uh, we'll go back to these in a minute. The second one looks like there's a short description of a war in Psalm 83, if you're trying to write all these down. And that is, it, it has some of the same exact graphic details, uh, similar to Ezekiel, um, at where he records the, the dead bodies strewn about and all kinds of things like that. They're the similar details. So it maybe is referring to the same war. Uh, that is to Ezekiel 39. Then we have another strong description of war in Psalm 110, which again is written, God says he is going to, um, it's written by King David this time, and God describes executing the kings of the, of the earth in the day of his wrath and the nations. Uh, and so this also could be a description of any of the wars, probably again going back to the Ezekiel war. We have the war re- referenced by Zechariah 14, which actually sounds like a nuclear um, blast of some sort, the blast of the breath of his mouth, I don't know, because the, the nostrils are melting, eyeballs are melting, uh, faces are melting off the bodies, this kind of thing is going on. Uh, and that would be, we, we kind of looked it through and think the Zechariah 14 is probably another description of the Battle of Armageddon, which is another war re- referenced in Revelation 16:16. 16, 16. Uh, which again, the similar details cause us to believe there's going to be an earthquake. Uh, Zechariah and, and Re- Revelations both talk about the splitting of the Mount of Olives and, and Jesus coming back with his saints. So this is the battle of climaxing, I believe, the uh, and the locking up of the uh, the three impost- the, the nefarious elements, the beast, the false prophet, and the devil being locked up for a thousand years. And then we go to the final war, which is Revelations 20, which is again where after a thousand years, the devil is loosed and he is again permitted to prowl around and he stirs up Gog and Magog again. So Gog and Magog may be that war or it may be this war because Ezekiel talks about it as well. And so, um, but we see, but with all of these, we have our own chatter among us about World War III. What is World War III? Well, World War III would be any war where the world is pulled into it. And this is exactly where we're at right now. This is so, this is like dominoes, really. It's like, to me anyway, it's like, you know, it's already been set in motion. And we're, it's just a matter of maybe days, weeks, hours before the whole world is embroiled in this conflict in one way or another. Well, let's go back over some of these that that you've outlined here. Okay. Uh, Psalm 83, it says, um, beginning with verse, um, well, let's start with verse 1. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace and do not be still, O God, for behold, your enemies make a tumult, make an uproar. Okay, that's what's going on right now over there. And those who hate you have lifted up the head. Those who, who actually who hate God. Mm -hmm. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. Yeah. (laughs) We'll read that again in Ezekiel in in a minute. There's people that, you know. Living in safety without walls. Right. Going about their own business. Yeah. And they have said, come 
And this is, they come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. Verse 4, this is exactly the thinking of a lot of these that have allied and come uh, against against Israel Israel now. We, their goal is to totally destroy Israel, wipe it off the map as a nation. It says, for they have, verse 5 of Psalm 83, for they have consulted together with one consent, Mm -hmm. okay, they form a confederacy against you, okay? So there is this coordination of nations, terrorist groups and so forth that are determined now. They have an evil plan that we've seen part of it being uh, released in just in the last few days. Right. And so, um, yeah, so the the evil plan, the destruction of Israel. And it's interesting, everybody, well, not everybody, I should say that, many believe that Israel doesn't have a right to exist. But the, but the fact is God absolutely is, the, he is, that is the only nation God is recorded to authorize its existence through Abraham and the covenant he made with Abraham. And if they trace their history back, it goes all the way back to Abraham. So of any nation, if there's any nation in the earth that has a right to exist, it's Israel. And by the way, they haven't even got all the land that he promised them. So there's a lot yet to come. But if we want to, and so let's look for a minute as you've read that uh, Psalm 83. And then I want to just gather up a little bit with Psalm 110, if you've got a minute to look at that one, um, how it's, it's a parallel. And you'll see if you go, let me just check here. Well, Psalm 110. Um, yeah, go ahead. He talks about um, about the Lord ruling in the midst of his enemies, but let, particularly it says, um, verse 5, uh, the Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute, execute kings. Mm-hmm. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. So he's taking out kings, rulers heads of of nations and heads of groups. Mm -hmm. He shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. Yes. So he's going after these uh, vicious, violent So this is Psalm 83 and Psalm 110. Both say the same thing that we're going to now look at in in Ezekiel chapter 39. well, it's, it, well, it actually starts we, in 38. 38, yeah, actually. It this starts is, there. This is uh, the destruction of these armies in 39, but then... Um, well, he starts about, in for 38, he says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, and the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against them. So in according to Google... And searching out the meanings of these words and this names. This is a high authority of yeah, course, right. Google. Well, we're just right. gonna, yeah. with a grain of salt, take this people because there's better, yeah. probably better authorities and references. But Tubal uh, refers. There's several. There's Tubal Cain, and then there's Tubal. But Tubal is uh, the. It's either means the earth or the world, as you know, in Hebrew, earth or world, and it also can mean or refer to the country of Turkey. Um, I'm not sure if I go with the Turkey one, but uh, yeah, it's it's the earth, the world. So there is the world as we are seeing it here being pulled into this fight, the earth. Then we have Gog, which is the area between Cappadocia and Media. Uh, some say it's Mon- the Mongols or Mongolia in Revelation. Gog and Magog are nations under the rule of Satan, according to those authorities. 
Uh, Michek is modern Turkey again. Gomar is the uh, southern Russia, the Chimerian. Uh, I'm not geographically the best expert on these things, but I'm just giving you, you can go look up the words yourself. Um, Gog and Magog are hostile princes and the land from which um, the prince comes to attack Israel. That's again referred to in Revelations 20, verse 8 to 10. So let's go looking at this um, gathering of the nations. And there's, you know what? No one side. This is, there's, there's a plan within a plan. There's a plot within a plot. There's no one side's right, one side's wrong, because it's so convoluted and confusing. You know how it is. We've already given weapons to the enemy to fight Israel, who we support. I mean, it's like, okay, who's going to be winning this war? It's all demonic. It's all devised by Satan to really basically kill human beings and set human beings up in opposition to each other. So we have, um, for thus says the Lord in verse 3, Behold, I'm against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. I will turn you around and put hooks into your jaws and lead you out with your army, horses, horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields and all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them shield, shield, with shield and helmet, Gomer and his troops, the house of Togomar from the far north and all the troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready you and all your companies that you gather around you and be and be a guard for them i think of um you know persia is a, is a reference to iran mm-hmm. and uh, but god is saying i'm putting my hook into your jaws in other words what's happening mm-hmm. is above all the evil intent of destruction of of these nations that are coming against israel and we're not saying that israel has been perfect in all they do either but coming against them, um, God is pulling them down. Right, and he's, he's, he's seducing them, them or allowing them to he's, be he's, seduced. He's basically sucking them into yeah, this, right. this place of, of uh, destruction. So in verse 8, After many days you will be visited in the latter years. You will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many nations or peoples on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate, they were brought out of the dark, out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. So this so, this really speaks of what's happened. You had you know mm-hmm. people from Israel uh, have from all nations have come over many years and mm-hmm. returned, and it's been brought back from the sword and it's into it, fruitfulness it, it and been, productivity been, and life. It had been very desolate. Mm-hmm. Descriptions of Israel back in the day before 1948 said it was the most desolate place on the earth. Now it's become. Um, a garden of renown. A garden of renown, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then, verse 9, um, you will ascend covering, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. Now, we, we're not... So this means that there's more than one nation gathering together, although he's, re, you know, he's already named several nations. He's putting the hook in their jaw. They're being compelled. They're being forced, blackmailed, whatever the word is, to come down against Israel. As we speak now, many of these enemies of Israel say, hey, now that the these terrorists have come in and attacked Israel so viciously, so brutally, so just like demonically inspired animals, mm-hmm. they've come in and now other nations say, hey, here's our opportunity. Let's ally Pounce. with mm-hmm. with these with Hamas and, and well, he let, says let's in verse come 10, in now. Now is the time. 
like we read in um, Psalm 83, now is the time to destroy, utterly destroy the nation of Israel. And thus says the Lord, verse 10, on that day it will come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. And you will say, I will go up against the land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of the of Tarshish and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered armies to take away booty? Is is to carry away silver? Are you coming against us uh, to take livestock and goods? Well, Israel's very rich in many ways. Therefore, son of man, prophesied and say to Gog, thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Will you then will you come with your out of your place from the far north, you and many peoples with you, all riding horses and a great company of mighty army. You will come up against my people, Israel, like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days and I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know that I am, so the notion, I'm sorry, so the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you, Gog, before their eyes. Thus says the Lord Are you he of whom I spoke in former days by my servant, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? So he's even referring to the prophecies of of King David and and here Ezekiel, where God is promising and already warning. It would come to pass at the same time when God comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord, that my fury will show in my face. Verse 19 for in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day there should be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. So we have a, 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 a detail there of what's going to happen. Um, so that the fish of the sea and the birds of the heaven and the beasts of the fi- uh, beasts of the fi- that creep in the fields, the creeping things on the earth, and all the men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. Um, I will call for a sword against Gog throughout my, my, all my mountains, says the Lord, and every man's sword will be against his brother. And I will bring him to judgment and, and the pestilence and the bloodshed. I will rain down on him, on his troops and on the many people who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Uh, thus, I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations then they shall know that I am the Lord. So there's, there's a, there, God has a plan here too. I mean, he's provoking them, putting a hook in their jaws, dragging them down, going to do the earthquakes, the hailstones, the fire of brimstone, the water, the floods, the earthquake, and to, me, to de- declare, to display, to uh, magnify himself among the Let nations. Let people know that he is the Lord. Now, there's times... <laughs> So there's times when God has not said much, actually. He's been pretty quiet, don't you think? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Um, We're saying, could this be what's going on there right now? Is this preliminary to what we're reading about here? Or is it this? Or is it is it the beginnings of this? 
mm-hmm. that we're saying in, in, in Ezekiel 38. Well, again, he uh, goes the on. Goal, the goal in this whole thing is that how, how a world that has become so vicious, evil, wicked, rebellious, an evil world system under the control of Satan, Satan. Mm-hmm. demonized people ruling and innocent creating people, wars, mm-hmm. destroying the innocent and so forth. Um, what what does it take to it Get takes their some attention. shock and yeah. awe? Mm-hmm. It's like when if this this great army is supernaturally mm-hmm. destroyed like this with fire and brimstone and hail and uh, uh, flooding rain and so forth. If this is where, where somebody has to say that this really is an act of God, yeah. Sometimes yeah. what we do in our yeah. in our day insurance policies, we refer to stuff that demons do as an act of God. But this would be clearly an act of God mm-hmm. that that people will have to say, you know what, this could only happen well, because of God. I believe that because there's been so much, you know, Satan has made a move against the earth, a very powerful, uh, entrenched move. I mean, he's got everything from the tunnels to the sky. And he's turned everything against the innocent, the righteous, and the godly, the, the, the followers, the bride of Christ, the remnant, whatever you want to call them, and, and, and the innocent people who don't have their minds made up yet. And so with this powerful demonstration, it'll, it'll bring and provoke terror and fear and death and sadness and grief and loss. But it will also have to cause people to turn to the Lord God. I mean, you'll either curse God or you're going to be protected by God and blessed. And I, I'm excited that, you know, God is finally taking an active part, though he's been taking apart all along uh, and taking apart the plans of the enemy in very subtle and mysterious ways as well, but taking it apart where he's actually going to make the news, which is great because it's not great in the fact that what has to be done. I'm terrified myself to think what and how this could move forward in the earth and take over the, the, the households of the most ignorant and uninvolved people on the planet will, will be pulled up into this mess. And he says in verse thir- uh, chapter 39, this first few, few verses there, And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O God, God. the prince of Rosh, uh, Meshach, and Tubalta. You yeah, said God, I, but you meant Gog. Oh, so I meant Gog. Yeah. I am against you, O Gog, G-O-G, mm-hmm. all right? And I will turn you around and lead lead you on, bringing you up from the far north, bringing you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will knock the bow out of your left hand and cause the arrows to fall out of your right hand. In other words, he's going to be dismantling their The rockets weapons, and the missiles. Separating mm-hmm. them from their weapons. And you shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops and the peoples who are with you. And I will give you to the birds of prey of oh. every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. So and he's you shall get... fall in the open field, for I have spoken, says the Lord, and I will send fire on Magog and on all those who live on, in security on the coastlands. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So I will, verse 7, um, so I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let them profane my holy name anymore. Then the nations shall know that I, the nations, the 
of the world shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. And then the first part of, uh, uh, well, all of verse 8. Surely it is coming and it shall be done, says the Lord God. This is the day of which I have spoken. And then he goes on, interesting enough. So he's actually, to overview this, he, there, he's this war was, uh, I suppose, ignited by Satan, obviously. And yet God is using this to put a hook in the jaw of all of the enemies of Israel to drag them into the mountains of Israel where he himself is going to dismantle them, take the arrows, the missiles, the, the weapons, the artillery, whatever, out of their hands, and they were gonna, they're going to fall in the mountains. And then he says, um, verse 9, And those who dwell in the cities of Israel g- will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the, bo- the bows and the arrows, the javelins and the spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take wood from the field nor cut down any from the forest because they will make fires with the weapons and they will plunder those who plunder them and pillage those who pillage them, says the Lord. And it will come to pass, listen to this, in that day that I will give Gog a burial place there in the land of, of Israel in the valley of those who pass by the east and the sea and it will be be it will be obstruct and it will obstruct travelers because they will be burying Gog all of his multitudes therefore they will call it the valley of Hammon Gog for seven months the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land indeed all the people of the land will be burying them and they will gain renown for it on the day that I am glorified says the Lord God they will set apart men regularly employed, in other words, they're going to be employed to do this, paid to do this, with the help of a search party to pass through the land and bury those bodies remaining on the ground in order to cleanse it. In the, in the end of, at the end of seven months, they will make a search. The search party will pass again through the land, and wherever anyone sees a man's bone, he shall set a marker by it till the barriers have, have come and buried it in the valley of Hamangagag. The name of the city will be also Hamath. They shall call to cleanse the land. So we see that th- this l- this war is there's going to be uh, many many people who have died in this in this and this war is continues. I mean, for seven years they're still burning their weapons. So there's something that comes after this. So this isn't the battle. the The next battle that's on the list is the battle of Armageddon or Revelations uh, chapter 19, 16, 17, 18, 19, where we talk about the battle of Armageddon in verse six, Revelation 16, 16 and Zechariah 14, um, which talks about the, the, the flesh melting off the, off the bones, mm-hmm. the eyeballs running down the sockets, which probably is some sort of a, either the, a nuclear blast or the breath of his mouth. I'm not sure. So that becomes... Um, where Satan again will use uh, uh, rise up, um, and the Jews, um, where this is actually 19, where Jesus comes on the white horse with his armies, and at this battle, which is gathered in the valley of Megiddo, he will slay them with the breath of his mouth. This seems to be a different battle, mm-hmm. different, different war, different, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and and then we have the final war, final, final of the final wars in Revelation 20, where after a thousand years. Um, the enemy, de- de- the devil has been locked up in the lake of fire 
or not the in lake the of pit. in the pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the false prophet and the beast are in the lake of fire, but the devil is not. He he comes. He will back. be there eventually. Yeah, he gets back, and so that is the final battle where the devil is now locked up with the others in the lake of fire forever. So we're not at those battles yet, but the World War Three. I I believe that this is very possible that this could be um, World War Three, where everybody becomes somehow involved, even in the United States. We're not we're not uh, immune to this war by any means. Um, and and so here's the deal: as believers, what should we do? God is is doing something that will call his the world's attention to the fact that. He is God, that he is God. He is, has a right to rule the world. He is in control. Um, He needs to be dealt with. We need to deal with God by letting ourselves surrender to him and admit to, submit to his plan for our life, his love for our life, so that we don't get swept away with the refuse when God sweeps away the devil and his hordes. Let's pray right now for Israel in the Middle East. Father God, in Jesus' name. Yes, for all of us. Lord, only you know the full extent of the absolute horror that is taking place there right now as we speak. In Israel, in Gaza, Gaza City. All this, Lord, is, is ultimately in your hands. We just pray that your grace... Your mercy, your help will come to those that have been taken hostages as hostage, uh, those that have been um, just hurt and maimed and killed and raped. And it's it's horror beyond horror, but Lord, we know that this is only actually a foretaste of what is going to happen on earth one of these days, very actually very soon. Lord, have mercy, Lord. We pray that there will be people that will cry out to you, that people will realize that Jesus Christ is Lord and that Israel would not just try to, you know, rebuild a temple to welcome who they think will be the Messiah that will prove to be the Antichrist. Lord, may there be salvation. May there be the revelation of Jesus Christ even right now while we're praying to many. Bring comfort, bring grace, bring help, bring healing. Lord, it is just beyond our comprehension. But Lord, we pray that though that you will work in the midst of all this chaos, all this pain, all this violence, all this hurt, all this evil. Work, Lord. Do your work and in, in, in your mercy, in your grace, in your mighty power, in your love and in your truth. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Father God, and we thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ in the midst of the horrors of war and terror and death and being rifled and raped and and butchered and, and held hostage and bombs and destruction. Father, that the the grace of Jesus Christ, the goodness of God, let, let them understand, Lord God, that this has come not as a judgment of God, as much as it has been a judgment we brought upon ourselves for rejecting the goodness, the peace, the love, the forgiveness, the kindness, the salvation of God. And let us repent, Lord God. We even repent and uh, ask for forgiveness, confessing the sins of this nation, of this world, that have rejected you just absolutely uh, 
chosen to go after the ways of the world, the cheap beggarly elements of the world, satisfying their lusts and cravings and immediate needs, and not realizing that they have an eternal destination that they must determine, must be determined. So, Lord, again, may the righteous be wise to win souls. May they be ready to help. May they be filled with your love. May the miracles and the healings and the love of God flood into your church, the believers, the, the remnant, the body of Christ, those that truly believe who you are and bring us to that place of um, uh, comfort and counsel and continuation of harvesting, reaping in the great harvest field, the souls of men. And we thank you, Lord, for me people also, as they read their Bibles, go back to the Word and find out what's going on, that you will speak to their hearts and clarify what's going on, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's, it's more, it's heavy, it's more to come. So keep praying for Israel, for the peace of Israel, for the wisdom of these leaders. And just a couple more things, um, check us out at liferecovery.com. We have a lot of, um, materials, books, CDs, manuals, all kinds of things that can help you in your walk with Jesus. Also, uh, on October 28th, which is a Saturday, we're having a conference called Bewitched in Bewitched in uh, New Hope, Minnesota, uh, 9220 Bass Lake Road. And for more information on that, you can check our website, liferecovery.com. And also, uh, we just thank you for being available to the Lord as he would lead you to um, stand in having done all to stand to give. And also we'd like to make a mention of uh, a new, not a new ministry, it's called Lost Sheep Ministries, which is a powerful um, uh, gathering tool God is using to bring people out of darkness, out of death, out of the streets, uh, suicide, destruction, all those things into his marvelous light. That's Lost Sheep Ministries. And you can find them. I would that you go check it out and make a donation, if you will, to lostsheepministriesinternational.org. Lostsheepministriesinternational.org. Check it out. And um, it, there's more to come on that website, but just check it out. We need to help one another right now. And uh, God is is giving us grace and means to do that. So God bless you. And we will uh, join you and see you again, Lord willing, next week. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.